<laughs> Welcome to Red Pill University. This is uh, yeah, we've got the full team tonight. Uh, minus James, but other than that, we're good to go. That's okay. right. I got the three-man squad. Yeah, we get a solid rotation every week, no matter who is on. It's always good. Roger that. Remember, boys, always keep a rotation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So tonight is uh, going to be an interesting one. We're all about the talk. And love- Mike, do you want to lead us off, or how about you, Written? Yes. Take it, Mike. <laughs> oh no, that boys. Sometimes there, there's a lot of different names for this. Uh, nicknames. For the talk, some guys have referred to it. Somebody once referred to it as the Georgia, which I love. Uh, but essentially, what the talk is is that moment when a girl you're dating asks you the question, "What are we?" <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And so yeah. I'll just I'll just read these bullet points off, and then I'll let these two gentlemen get into it. Number one, uh, guys, before before it gets to this point, like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be having you know relations with women. You got to really, really evaluate. Do you even want a relationship? Uh, today, we're going to talk about some standards and expectations and personal accountability, which is a common theme. We're also going to talk about setting boundaries and why that's very, very important. Uh, what is emotional investment and how do you understand that in a relationship? And then Ritten's classic four-step cycle. And this is how to, how to troubleshoot it before it happens. So it's some good stuff that we're going to go over tonight. Yep. All right. So first up, do you even want a relationship? Uh, so this is pretty good stuff right here. So to be open to a relationship, don't go looking for one. Now, to me, this sounds almost like that trite kind of uh, social programming. Oh well, you know, if you don't, if you're, it'll happen to you when you're not looking for it. And in a sense, that's true, sort of, but it's different. This it's is different not. Context. Yeah, this is not the advice that we're we're giving. Um, yeah. R- Rhinestone has covered this. I think a human sock puppet uh, covered this. Well, the reason we're giving this advice is if you're gunning for a relationship, you are not managing the the commitment that you're giving out properly. Yeah, and really importantly, and we'll cover this again a little bit later, is when you go out looking for a girlfriend, all you're doing is encouraging the girl to perform to meet your expectations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the next bullet, what are you looking for? So determining this is really important. We'll cover a couple of the ways that you should sketch this out when you do potentially meet somebody who's interesting. Um, but before any of that happens, let's be clear. It's okay to not know what you want, especially if you're a rookie at the game or you're you know 17 years old or whatever. You need experience. You need to see, uh, you need to date and Uh, have sex with and deal with a lot of different women until you actually know what the hell it is you want. So it's not just don't rush to settle down, but understand that you, until you've gone out and had a rotation and worked with friends with benefits and maybe had a girlfriend or two, you don't really know what you want. And aside from all that, um, also another hats off to Ryan Stone, who has a great multi-part series on it. Vetting is a fantasy. It's all about frame. And we do talk about this on After Dark episode four, but to put it very shortly, Essentially, the idea that you can quote unquote vet a woman and discover things about her personality that either match or don't match what you want, that's not really how it works. Again, I have this thing I call job interview mode, which is really all you're encouraging the woman to do. All you're encouraging her to do is you overtly tell her what you want, and she'll pretend to be that thing if she wants you to lock her down, period. Yep. 
I think another another bullet point here. It's a really important question to ask. We can hear everything, Joe. Yeah, we're getting so much feedback from you. Goodness gracious! All right. So an important question to ask uh, to ask before you think about like, hey, am I ready to you know kind of see where this goes with this girl? Uh, meaning to the next level, whatever that is for you, is that you want to be exclusive or you're thinking about. Jesus, guys, if you're, especially if you're thinking about getting engaged or something like that, if she walks out the door, will you be crushed? That's an important question to ask. Now, why is that an important question to be asked? Let's clarify that for them as well. Well, what it, what it should shed some light on, if you're going to be crushed if she walks out the door, then all of the things we've said in the previous RPU episodes about power and you being the one less invested in the relationship if you're not cognizant of that going in then you are are setting off on the wrong foot to get started because it's really difficult it's really difficult to gain back control or to gain back your own personal power once you've given it up and being and we'll talk about this later about being emotionally invested how do you recognize that so we'll dive into it a little bit more deeply what that means but you need to recognize it as a problem for you. And it has nothing to do with the other person. It has nothing to do with her. It has, it has to do with a, a big, significant amount of emotional neediness and vulnerability on your side in a very negative yeah. and unhealthy way. So something else that I just thought about as we we're going through these bullet points is why didn't we do this material earlier on in the show's uh, uh, structure? And really it comes down to Everything kind of builds upon itself. Mm-hmm. If it, we talk about right here, it's uh, you need experience. You should not even thinking about getting into a relationship if you don't have the structure, if you don't have the relationship or the experience to kind of get into this stage of the game. So well, if you're in it, just trying to jump right into a relationship because maybe you got a girl that you like already in mind, and that's like you're trying to learn all this so you can get that one girl. She's the one. Get that out of your head uh, for one thing. But also just remember that it's a process of learning and evolving, becoming more uh, culturally and, and socially astute. Yeah, it's right? real simple. Like you're, you're not going to have the talk unless you have women who are interested in, in you committing to them. If you, unless you have options, this, this whole presentation is really not relevant to you. So if it's not, and this isn't res, res, uh, resonating, excuse me, uh, if you haven't figured out, next bullet point, are you sacrificing your mission? If you don't even know what that is, guys, like – you got to go back and do that. Yep. And that, a that's, girlfriend, a girlfriend yeah. will not fix your life. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. And uh, the, the yeah. thing I'll close with on this slide is the only reason you would be crushed by a relationship ending is if you assume that's the best you could do. And if that's your opinion of yourself, don't get a fucking girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Facts. I will, I will add one last thing though with the mission that getting into a relationship can you can very quickly find yourself that it's a dream killer if things don't line up and you've made her your mission whatever you had going before it goes right out the window hmm. so you got to be very very careful that you've got your head on straight and you're you know keeping your eye on the prize all right standards and expectations what are your standards again this goes back to having experience with both the good and the bad, so you, so you know what to look for. Uh, let's see what we have right here. For the podcast listeners, it's make a list. Mm. We have hard limits, soft limits, 
needs and wants. Yeah, this one was mine. Let me talk through this real quick. Uh, I had a I met up with a young guy from the Discord uh, who was, you know, basically kind of is dating a woman and he's thinking about, you know, making her his girlfriend. Right. He knows this talk is coming and he doesn't he's he's got a lot of trepidation and, and fear around whether or not he's going to properly manage it. And so what I told him to do on a piece of paper on the left hand side, write hard limits on the right hand side, write soft limits and write down all of these things that are if something happens that is a problem, that's a hard limit uh, that that you are going to resent that other person. It's a big no, no for you. And uh, if that boundary is crossed, then you are going to have uh, a problem with the structure of that relationship moving forward. So those boundaries have to be explicit and defensible, meaning you need to explain what those are. And, you know, to, to Ritten's point earlier is you're not always going to know, or, or I think we, we talk about this a little bit later, you're not always going to know what those are in advance. Um, so something may pop up and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but defensible meaning you need to literally ask the question. If you write down a hard limit of, hey, this is my boundary. If a woman cheats on me, right? If I have a girlfriend and she cheats on me, that's a hard limit. That has to be defensible, meaning what are you going to do about it? And if you can't do anything about it, then that can't. that's not a reasonable boundary to have because the, people can cross it and there's no consequences. So there needs to be at least some degree of reflection around, hey, if this hard limit is, you know, is is broken, then what is the associated consequence with that? Soft limits are things that are flexible, but important. Things like disrespect and mocking you in front of other people. I, I don't think that that's worthy of just like, oh, let me get rid of this woman. Right. You see all those ask TRP posts about like, hey, this girl said I'm a retard once. Like, should I just next her? <laughs> It's like, that's not, no, that's, that, those are basic, sh those are basic shit tests. And one of the reasons that we're doing this presentation later is you need to know a shit test or a congruence test or a fitness test from if she's crossing a boundary of being overtly disrespectful to you. Right. And that's important that she's not, maybe it's not, Hey, maybe it's a three strikes, right? Hey, you do this a few times and we're going to have a serious problem. Maybe once is, is is okay. Those are soft limits. So write that down on the right-hand side of the paper. Then flip the paper over. And on the left, you're going to write your needs. And on the right, you're going to write your, your, write your wants. And you need to identify those in advance. Needs are things that you have to have done no matter what. And sex is a big one for guys, right? If your sexual needs are not being met in a relationship, if any needs are not being met in a relationship, you're going to have resentment. And unfortunately, a lot of guys in a relationship, when their needs are not met, they will blame the woman. Ultimately, and I, I want to pause here because this is incredibly important, and I'll let you guys jump in here because I've been talking the whole time. Every guy is responsible for his needs being met, period. Yeah, and, and we'll touch on this more coming up with accountability, but... There are so many people whose ultimate frustration that leads them to ask TRP is ultimately in their control. They just don't realize it yet. Um, and taking responsibility for your own needs is critically important. Like, and and let's be clear, what 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 crosses that threshold for you is completely up to you. Like your taste is not something that's up for dispute. A huge reason. And one of the biggest things we push in this community is like, just because somebody doesn't like something that you want, 
or in this case, something that you need, it does not invalidate it at all. And it doesn't matter how obsequious it is. If you need something, make that need clear and be willing to walk away if you're not getting it. Because yeah. as we've emphasized with this big, scary red text, if you don't get it, trust me, like that will create a lot of problems for you. We got to go back one second here as well. Uh, let's go ahead and define that $10 word you just used. Oh, obsequious. obsequious. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Uh, obsequious, it means like it's obedient or attentive to an almost servile degree. All right. Hmm. And then, Mike, did you want to talk about the wants uh, just a little bit more? We didn't put any sub bullets to that, unfortunately. No, we didn't. But look, here's the good thing, guys. If if you are in a relationship and somebody else is respecting your hard limits and your soft limits and you are getting what you need out of the relationship, I don't care if it's a girl or your family or a friendship, then you got a lot of room to focus on the fun stuff, which is what, what you want to get out of your relationship, what you're hoping for. Maybe you want people in your life that are supportive of your career or people that are supportive of your personal mission or people that just you know have your back when stuff gets tough or whatnot. And I wouldn't expect that out of a romantic relationship again if you're going into a romantic relationship looking for mommy and you know written just hit the, the nail on the head here when you've got your needs are valid here's here's where you need to step back and question yourself if your paper is is all in the needs column and they're all about how you need sexual validation from a woman you're going to have a bad time if all the things that you want are putting her up on a pedestal and saying, oh, I want a woman who's going to do this specific sex act for me three times a week. Well, again, there's another human being on the end of this, right? Is you, your expectations, your needs, your wants, they might be, they might be legit, legitimately unrealistic. I'm not saying they're invalid, but you might be expecting too much. Well, I think a lot of guys get into trouble with this is they confuse needs for wants and vice versa. So yeah. you got to be very careful in how you approach that. One of the real joys of actually going through the sidebar and doing the work and applying the red pills, you figure out that your needs are far less as you build your frame and it gets stronger. Your needs are far less than your wants because you, you in a relationship should be able to go, you know what? I can take care of all the things that I need to take care of for myself. What I do with my free time and how I want to connect with people that's the that's the fun part about what I want to do, right? Like I, I said, if, yeah. if she's sexually attractive and she's not annoying you, I mean, what more do you really want? Yeah, that's exactly it. And that you could almost map this directly to this structure, right? Hard limits and soft limits. She's not annoying. She doesn't disrespect you, right? Mm -hmm. Needs and wants. She's sexually attractive. Maybe she actually gives a shit about you. Like those are the criteria, guys. It's not a high bar. It's really not. Like, what was the, I mean, the Chris, the Chris Rock bit of, what does a guy want? Just, <laughs> like, if you make a pot of food <laughs> yeah. every night, a man will show up to that pot. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's it. exactly it. Just feed me, have sex with me, and then be quiet. Those are the three <laughs> things. And, and I'm happy at that point. That's really it. You're getting into the, uh, what's the guy's name? Mavlog. Dave Chappelle. Well, there's that. Now I'm thinking of the uh, the laws, the need, the hierarchy of wants, hierarchy of needs. Oh, Matt, Maslow. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I can't remember the guy's name. Maslow's, yeah, the hierarchy. No, Pavlov it's, was the guy that fed his dog and rang a bell yeah. every time. <laughs> right. So the first Pavlov's guy, hierarchy of, of needs was steak and drool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of overlap to that to this. 
And there should be. I mean, it, we're talking about needs. Obviously, it's going to kind of yeah correlate to this. Yeah. But, uh, and and that's why making a list is important because you'll go back and look at it and be like, I was fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or hopefully you go back and look at like, God, it was such a such a huge beta. Let me oh, not do that. Speaking of betas. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Segue so, of, the, of the evening. So we're going to run through the, the main bullets really quick. So you got hard bounties, boundaries, bounties, hard boundaries, soft boundaries, and being observant. Written, uh, I'll take the first one. Phrase, you got to say it. Take it away. Yeah. So, all right. So as we were discussing what are hard boundaries with Mike and Joe, uh, if you mess up your hard boundaries, you are on the beta train to Cocksville. <laughs> <laughs> choo -choo. Oh, and the reason why I say this is because particularly if this is a boundary that you've expressed as important to you and she breaks it and she gets away with it, you are officially lower than dirt in her eyes. And that is a respect and attraction killer in a huge way. Yep. Um, and the corollary to that, and we'll speak about this a bit more in terms of outcome and independence, but you must be willing to walk away. And you have to be willing to use your nukes. As we put down here, you must be willing to press the red button. If there are things that are critically important to you and you aren't able to pull the trigger and leave the girl who's not giving them to you or who breaks those boundaries, I don't know why you had a girlfriend in the first place. Yeah, you've got to be able to set uh, to uh, articulate your standards and expectations. And if they cross them, you've got to stick to your guns. Otherwise, you're toast. Yeah, that's particularly tough. Let me just speak to this real quickly for the married guys uh, that, that may or may not be listening at some point down the road. When uh, Horns of Apathy has a really good post on this for Married Red Pill, but you need to be able to be capable of using the nuclear launch codes. That doesn't mean that you need to go fly off the handle and overreact to, you know, to use, you know, nukes on a shit test that doesn't deserve it. But the, the point here being, I don't care if you have four kids and a mortgage with this woman how much better off are you going to be if she doesn't respect you at all in your marriage uh you're not going to be well off at all your kids are not going to be well off and so for guys that are you know in this situation where they feel like they're trapped they feel like they don't have a choice you you always have a choice you always have the option of saying you know what is this worth it can i walk away and i don't care what religious or societal or social pressures you, you might experience as a consequence, that all is a matter of strategy and what you're willing to accept. Economic, uh, we got to add that to that list as well. Yes, exactly. Now, I'm not yeah. saying there aren't consequences for a decision you made earlier on in life. If you got to pay right. for child support or whatnot, like that's that's on you and that was a decision that you made to have a kid. You're right, and you, you got to be accountable for that. But just lying down and saying, oh, I, I'll accept whatever the consequences are and I'll just let people walk all over me, that's not an option that you have to choose. Like there, there are alternatives is what we're trying to say here. So just a quick aside there. And another quick aside is in terms of keeping friends and social circles, you'll be surprised who still sticks around after a breakup, but also be aware that some of those people will just become KGB agents on her behalf. So just let it happen and can stay in touch with the people who you think are OG and accept the condolences from people who you think might not stick around, but give everybody a shot after a breakup. If you have a big shared social circle and you got to be able to accept, uh, the friend groups that you are going to share. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not going to pick sides. Some of them will stay right down the middle and kind of be, you know, Switzerland. 
I think that's yeah, the most reasonable approach. Like if you're yeah. if you're really you know you're friends with a couple or something and they're getting divorced and you could say look look we care about both of you, we don't want you both to be you know stressed or or whatnot. Yeah. Maybe that's your maybe that's your play is like look I I don't want to take sides here. It's certainly understandable. Yeah, but, I've seen but, both well all three sides of that in my life and yeah. it doesn't have to be shitty if you don't yeah it but really we're gonna talk about this in a second. You can't control other people or what happens in life. You can only respond to how you, you're, you only have control over how you respond to it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, um, the last part I'd like to put up is as far as accountability goes, be observant, you know, small changes in behavior, well, especially we the, consistent. Uh, the soft boundaries, the proportion oh, response yeah, we with enforcement. Yeah, all I right. think so. Yeah, no, you don't okay. always have to, to fire the Zanooks. You can, uh, there's a middle ground. All right. Oh, my God. It depends it... on what the boundaries are that got violated. Here's the thing yeah. when you're, when you're super calibrated and you understand exactly what you want out of life, recognizing that, you know, some, some woman teasing you, you don't, you, look, if you're getting defensive every time and reacting and just thinking, oh, if you're a newer guy and saying, oh, I'm going to nuke this, this is, this is what I need to do is like, Let's, for example, if you're out, if you're out to dinner and uh, a girl teases you for not wanting dessert, and she says, "Oh, what are you just like, you know, you're a cheapskate or something like that," guys, that's not the time to just th- like turn the table over and go, "How dare you, bitch!" Like that's not the time. That's not the thing to do, in my opinion. But I, to Ritten's point, everybody will have different responses, and what, and everybody will have different things that they believe are you know red uh, red flags in terms of a hard limit or a soft limit but what's best at building attraction is not overreacting for reasons that we're going to talk about later in terms of emotional volatility so don't be emotionally volatile if somebody crosses a line use just the right amount of force or right amount of response that is necessary to get that behavior in check and I'll, I'll say something quippy, which is that disappointment is oftentimes a lot more hurtful than anger. Oh. So, like, wield that tool carefully. Mm. And when when you can be calm and collected oh, about yeah. the fact that the, all they did was disappoint you, that one can be a very powerful motivator not to act oh, yeah. up. That's the uh, the daddy's home moment right there. Oh yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so being observant, you cannot assume things are going perfectly and written had a good point to this it's not a license to be paranoid to go mate guarding um look through their phones doing all that nasty but that's just if it's gotten that bad that you have to do that you screwed up like two steps before that yeah it's been it's been bad for a while um and and just to repeat my like quippy thing earlier which is small changes in behavior that are consistent and negative pay attention to those uh human beings are creatures of patterns and negative patterns often indicate there is something worse going on so that's mm-hmm. that's my piece of advice on when to actually stop the trust but verify program and maybe dig a little deeper yeah yeah a red flag on its own is just a red flag many red flags create a pattern that's when you got to start okay it's time to look into what's going on here well, look, there's there's one exception to that, and it, it has to do with a massive change in terms of sexual uh, responsiveness. And so, if that if that happens in a very short period of time, guys, that's a that's potentially a sign that, that there's cheating going on. So, just again, I'm not saying hire a private investigator unless you got you know a 
divorce writing on it maybe but the the idea is just a, a lot of observation and a lot of understanding what is a baseline behavior for a person goes a long way to go like wow this is kind of out of character for you like what's going on mm-hmm. well i'll give it for, i'll give them a free one really quick just kind of as an example if suddenly there's another guy on her brain when you guys are usually off on your own, you're doing your own thing, you're having fun, maybe you're just at home having dinner, and she just randomly brings up this other guy from work all of a sudden, randomly as hell, and you start, she keeps bringing a guy up over and over and over again. Yeah, there's probably, that's a big red flag right there you need to look into. So it's a, it's a deviation in behavior, and it's a red flag mentioning this other guy. Why would she have another guy on her mind when she's spending time with you, supposed to be having fun? All right. Just kind of put that in your uh, back pocket for later. Uh, setting boundaries. Here we go. We've said it before. Uh, we'll say it again. You're dealing with a human being. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit the I'll hit the first two on here, and they're sub bullets. Um, so the first thing to remember mm-hmm. on when you're actually deciding what your boundaries are that you're dealing with a human being, and what we mean by that is not to forgive everybody for everything, but that. You know, people and particularly your girlfriend and women in general, they just do goofy shit sometimes. And that initial spike of emotion, whether it be, you know, anger or jealousy or whatnot, oftentimes there is not malicious intent behind it. And that's the point of soft boundaries is that, hey, I didn't like this and I'm just disappointed. Is That's why that's such an effective tool because you're going to do goofy shit. She's going to do goofy shit. It's just the reality of relationships. Um, but going back to the most important point, when we talk about outcome independence on the subreddit, I'm going to read this one word for word because it is important. If you are not capable of walking away, you are not ready for a relationship, period, period. And the simple reason for that is if you are so invested in something that in many cases is temporary, you don't have that strong of a purpose in life. If you want to wrap that all around a woman, you probably should not have a girlfriend and you should definitely not be looking for one. Um, Mike, why don't you take the last two ones? Uh, Yeah. The second to last bullet, she may cross a line you didn't know was there. I think this is important to realize because when you're in a, especially if you're in a relationship for long enough or a marriage, like I am, there are going to be things that you can't even conceive of that a woman might do it just rubs you the wrong way. And so while we said earlier on in the presentation, and I know it sounds like we're hedging a lot of these, uh, a lot of these statements, but the reason why we're trying to do that is twofold. Number one, guys are autistic. You know, they need a PowerPoint presentation to understand how to run the relationships. Trust me, uh, ask me how I know. And the second the second one, uh, second reason we're talking about this is guys, uh, yeah, it, this, is very tough to understand how and when to apply these things. You can only do it with experience. Take it from a guy who's, you know, in his second marriage, she may cross a line that you didn't realize. And I'm not talking about like going to bang some random dude. I'm talking about little things that maybe she made a, you know, if you moved in together and you combine in your finances and you're going to think about, you know, marrying this woman and she makes a financial decision that she doesn't talk to you about in advance. You never thought she would do something like that. Right. Or let's say you're just dating and 
maybe one day she just grabs your keys and goes, it takes your car and just drives it. Like, Oh, I had to go out and I needed to take your car. And she didn't tell you about it. Like what you, how could you imagine going in that something like that would have happened? Maybe you can't. So when that happens, you have to realize like in real time, this is tough to do. Is this a boundary for me? Am I really going to go to the mat for this? Meaning, am I going to, is this, worthy of of bringing into if not a confrontation at least to uh putting it on the radar of like hey i i'm not i'm not happy that you did that like that's not cool with me by the way yeah and keep in mind that you're not gonna as mike said you're not gonna be able to preconceive everything but you also might be surprised like for example um i've had somebody go through my phone and i always imagined that was like a hard boundary for me and now i just think it's funny like, I personally don't give a shit. And it's not because I don't have anything to hide. There's probably something on there that would piss every girlfriend off. It's that I genuinely now think it is funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, actually. There, there may be something that your initial reaction is like, what the hell was she doing? And then you sit back and realize, like, no, who am I kidding? This isn't actually a problem. Like, do yeah, I like, go, go, ahead, go ahead and piss yourself off over nothing. Like, I can't wait. Be yeah. hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. I do want to re- revisit the outcome independence. If you're not capable of walking away, you aren't ready for a relationship. On the surface, it just occurred to me that can come off as counterintuitive. What that shows is a lack of abundance. That's what it comes down to. If you have abundance, you are going to naturally become outcome independent. So that's where that kind of uh, plays, how it all ties together. Yeah, you can't have outcome independence without an abundance mentality. You don't have to have actual abundance, but you have to have the mentality of like, you know what, if this doesn't go my, my way, not only, um, you know, not only am I okay with dealing with the consequences, I know I'm going to be able to handle it. I would also argue there needs to be some availability of options, either implied, not necessarily implicit. Well, yeah. Yeah, One one of the rules of poop is always keep two in the kitty, um, which isn't to say you should be fucking two girls on the side. It's just that, if you aren't game is a perishable skill. We've talked about this before. Uh, if, if you don't keep that thing up, ultimately the only reason you would be incapable of walking away is because you've assumed you've literally maxed out that yeah. you're never going to do any better than this. And that this was a magical thing. That's never, ever going to happen again. Let's be real. At one point you were strangers, like just let that sink into your mind and really believe it. At one point, this person was nobody. And there's no reason there's not some other nobody out there that you can't go do this again with. Yeah, and and not only that, there was a point in time where you know most of us hopefully were just on their own, making you know figuring their lives out without the other person in their life. <laughs> I say that, and that these is... these teenagers that are you know yeah. these these guys that are in their younger twenties that are living in mom's basement going straight to you know. Oh dating or getting engaged or getting married and going straight from one mommy to the next like guys, oh god what are you doing yeah, it's it's these discord relationships i know exactly what you're talking about yep these kids online they don't have any social skills they meet people on and in these game rooms chat rooms uh and whatnot and they go right from zero to thinking that's everything yeah S- speaking of meeting hot singles in your local area uh <laughs> definitely <laughs> Definitely jump on the Discord. Uh, we've set oh, up yeah. a fraternal order, and we, you know, are are basically doing not only one-on-one mentoring, but we're actually starting a community of guys who want to network and help each other, just be better men. 
So come on over to the private community for the after show after the live stream tonight. Links in the description. Also, uh, like, comment, subscribe, jackhammer that like button. <laughs> Click the notification bell so you don't miss out on future videos. We do this most of the time every week. Yep. And yeah, we and I can, really I can really emphasize hitting the, uh, the like button because that really does help out with the YouTube algorithm. Some of the best shows we've done, just, I mean, yeah, it's, you know how it works. All right. You're saying, Ritten? I was just saying I can vouch. We've got uh, a oh, good yeah. mix of young guys and older established guys, and it's, it's a great dynamic. There are some people in there that I've met in real life at this point. Um, I mean, that's kind of my thing. But we, we not only have a good time, but there's, there's a real exchange of, you know, power and fun because I think there's a space for everybody in the male hierarchy. And having been in a fraternity, it really it, it feels pretty similar. Yep. Also, uh, what you just said right there, power. We're doing a finance challenge for the year. I've got some uh, referral links down below. Free cash, free stocks for the taking. If you set up your brokerage accounts using those links, uh, you get free cash and stocks. I think I get maybe a, a couple of bucks here or there or free stock too. That kind of goes into the pot to help out the show. The uh, last bullet right here, though, we kind of glossed right over. When I say no, I feel guilty. Mike? Yeah, we, we, glossed, over, we glossed over this because this is just a simple book recommendation. If you haven't read it and you're wondering how to and – you're, and you're struggling with how to handle your boundaries or wondering about how to do things like fogging or you know negative inquiry, all, all of those type of you – know, these are real stoic skills. Um, and especially if you're not in the mindset of like, hey, do I really have to entertain this person's BS – uh, when it comes to, if you're a guy that knows that you don't want a relationship, this, this applies to a lot of guys on TRP. If you know, you don't want a relationship and you know, she's going to come asking you for commitment and have the talk with you. Then if you haven't read that book, it's just a lot of good things to put in your toolbox as to how to have that conversation, but it translates to everything in life. So just highly recommended for assertiveness. Yep. I don't think I have the link in the description just yet. I'll throw that in after the show. So you know right where to go to get it. Put in your Amazon link so you get that Chipotle money, Joe. <laughs> yes, I'm on the Chipotle diet. <laughs> yes, I'm back again. I love it. Yep. Uh, let's see here. There we go. Emotional investment. This is all written. This is great. Right. This is my shit right Take here. Take it away. Uh, yeah. So uh, I will read for the podcast listeners, she must be more emotionally invested in you at every stage of the relationship. And what am I talking about here? We're talking about what happens when you become attached to a thing and it gives you a sense of self-actualization. And you can do this with material objects. Like, you know, let's say I, I bought you the most perfect tailored suit you'd ever had in your life. Or, or, you know, some guys have this with haircuts. Like, you know how you feel when you walk out from the barber and you feel invincible? You know, you get attached to that material thing. It it makes you feel better. It gives you that thing that makes you feel special, that makes you feel like you're unstoppable. Um, or even just, you know, lays bare the foundation of your existence as some guys get that deeply attached to their girlfriends. So the reason why this is so important not to do is because ultimately the way that women are attracted to men is that they have to look up to you in some way. And this is what a lot of people don't get about hypergamy. Hypergamy isn't like, oh, she's just looking for Chad or there's you know a list of things she's looking for and she'll just trade up. No, hypergamy occurs when she stops looking up to you. They don't wanna be your equal. It's just a fundamental fact of life. Um, 
And going back to something that Mike had said earlier, you don't control your feelings. Emotions are going to happen to you. You control your reaction to them. Um, so just to cap off the power subject, women are attracted to power, your power specifically. When you give it to them by becoming emotionally invested, you're trying to outsource that power. And that is deeply, deeply unattractive. So there's a couple of steps that I'd say you should take. Um, I'd say there's about five things to avoid becoming emotionally invested. The first of all, you need to have an interesting life. And that life, what you do for yourself and because you decided to do it, should be the things that gets most of your emotional validation and occupies most of your thoughts, period. Um, the second one is you, you need to realize a big part of killing the inner beta, if you have one, is understanding that you just don't, you don't need to emotionally invest. You don't need to talk about, oh, boo boo, kitty, I love you so much. Like, uh, you're my everything. That's just, it, it's, it's not what they want and it's destructive. Um, I'd say the fourth and third things we've covered extensively, you know, have those boundaries and enforce them. Have that abundance mentality. Don't walk in if you're not ready to walk out. And um, this is something that's often, often, often repeated on TRP, but really is critical to the topic, which is just understand that you need to have fun for yourself. That's like, if you're doing things out of obligation and you're doing things because you're pressured into them or you're engaging in emotional investment simply because you think you have to, um, that's just no fun. And your focus should really be on your own fun. The last thing I want to touch on is, as far as emotional investment is concerned is that emotional volatility or just emotional volatility, just emotion, quote unquote, emotional people, it's a low status thing. If you see somebody out in public freaking out or fighting their girlfriend or just sitting there annoyed while he gets berated, you know, it, it just, it, it's low status, it's neediness, and it's a, it's a giant bat signal that you have no frame. And there are women out there that will prey on that. So don't be that guy. Now, I did want to ask, why does uh, emotional investment happen when it gives you a sense of self-actualization? Can you kind of dive into that just in a little bit more uh, for clarity? So I, I would say that the difference between deep emotional investment and you know spending your time and spending your time and energy is that essentially if you're using your girlfriend to solve problems, real or imaginary, uh, at that point, who you are as a person becomes defined by the girlfriend. And that's not good for you, and that's not good for her. No, because what but happens if the question it becomes is what is it? It gives you a sense of self-actualization. The connection. The, connection, the, emo the emotional yeah. connection. And here's here's what it, here's what guys experience is they break up with a woman, or they get especially guys who get divorced, is they look back and they rec they realize what am I if I'm not a married guy, or what am I if I'm not so and so's girlfriend? Losing that and, sense of self. And if the answer to that question is not I'm myself, I'm the person I've always been, then you have a big, big, big problem. Yeah, um, Wujo actually wrote a really good post on this, and I'm remembering some of his points. Um, his point was that for men, like somebody belonging to you becomes addictive, like a drug, uh, which is a really good point. Um, and that an awesome man certainly does the same thing for the woman, but that when a man does it for a woman, it's a positive thing. If you try to do it to her, um, it's just gross. And 
um, he had another really good point, which is that men actually become emotionally invested a lot faster than women because, you know, through both the sexual marketplace and just them becoming teenagers and becoming, you know, sexually desirable, like they play defense and play and slow play a lot more. Um, men naturally, because let's be real, even the biggest natural in the world has probably done this. We get emotionally invested like pretty fast. It's, in my opinion, it's biological if you think about how we were designed to reproduce. So I, I actually think that a lot of the guys could benefit from knowing that like getting emotionally invested is, is not just part of our programming that you need to overcome, but that men definitely do it faster than women. You definitely got to slow your roll when it comes to that. Keep your expectations in check. Yeah, I'm just if not, what's the worst that happens? Proceed with caution. If you have other options and you're an attractive guy and you just proceed carefully, then what's the downside? That's one of the things, me personally, that has worked for me in the past is I've caught myself getting invested way too much, way too soon. And a good way that helps me kind of uh, keep that in check is by juggling plates, for lack of a better term. When you're, because for me, when my attention is spread across multiple people like that or hobbies and what have you, I just can't get sucked in and I don't overdo it. So, you know, you don't, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you have a very addictive or an OCD or a, uh, you get, you, you just, you get too attached too easily or too much, spread your attention thin and it's going to prevent that from happening. Yeah. If you're experiencing general neurosis around <laughs> yeah. your relationship every day, you are, and you're, you're having a bad time. Yeah. You've already screwed up. Yeah. And let's be real. If you don't have options, then you're probably just going to delude yourself into thinking that this is the one. And that's why that happened. Yeah. Your ego will find every type of way to tell you that, that this is what you should be doing and this alone. Yeah. And, and that's the problem's not you. It's (laughs) right. Well, I would say it is partially their fault for not having, not doing the work to have the options, to have the abundance. No, I'm, I'm saying your ego is going to tell you that the problem is oh, not you. Your ego yeah. will lie to you about the fact Absolutely. that the problem really is you. The rationalization, this, this, uh, yeah. the justifications people will come up with. Like, it's, of course you're investing in this girl. She's the one because yeah. you have perfect judgment and she's a unicorn. Yeah, exactly. Man, the unicorns. To, we'll to sum it all day. up, to sum it all up, I think we can you know, refer back to Vaz, Uncle Vaz's comment. None of this would have been a problem. If you were entertaining sexual relationships with other women, with multiple women, Mu- yes, well, yeah. multiple. Same women. idea, same idea. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. true that I, I wrote a post on Ask TRP saying I can answer ninety percent of your questions right now. <laughs> that quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the getting back to the notes here, the last one is the emotional volatility for men. Male emotional volatility signals low status neediness, and ultimately, no frame. That lack of frame is what's going to kill you every time. Yeah, she gets to get away with being a dramatic pussy even if she's 40 years old. You don't. Especially if you're 40 years old, you don't get to get away with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're moving on to the last slide of the night. Oh, I'm so excited. This is the Guys, this is probably the best slide of the whole presentation. Yep. The four step cycle written. Go ahead and take it. So I wrote this post, which is a little more fleshed out called it is written predicts all your future relationships about a year ago. And um, it's, it's all about this. So 
The four-step process is all about emotional investment. And I will read this out only because I think it is concise. And for the people who don't have the benefit of the video, I think it's one of the most important things I've ever written. So here is the four-step cycle. Step one, you like each other. Everything's cool. You don't really talk about too much deep shit. You're just enjoying the attraction and no one's really asking questions. Step two, one party, this can be the man or the woman, realizes he or she is the more invested one. Step three, the person who's more invested makes some kind of demand of the less invested party. That might be, be my girlfriend, be my boyfriend. I want to spend weekends with you. I don't just want to see you on Tuesday. I've heard that shit before. But in that third step, this is the most critical step. Somebody realizes that they're putting more into the relationship or they develop a fear that they are the one who cares more and they make some kind of demand. And then step four, and this is where it all comes down, the less invested party, the one who demand is made to, for A, they accept or capitulate to that demand, and that builds some kind of level of resentment towards the invested party, or they reject the demand entirely. And then at that point, you go back to step two, and that's literally how every single human relationship works. It's those four steps every single time. If that you think about it. If you think about every single fight or every single defining the relationship moment or every single we're taking the next step together, it all follows this pattern. I don't care whether it's marriage, girlfriend, or just fucking. Uh, it, it all follows this pattern. So um, the takeaways from this is that the less invested party, if you're following this system, clearly always has the power. So I advocate be that person who's making the choice and not the one trying to force a choice on the other person. You know, obviously the typical demand in step three is going to be, uh, you know, an LTR. Um, but that can also be, you know, I want more time. I want more quality time. I've heard that bullshit one with, from those ridiculous, uh, what are those? Uh, love, love language. languages. God, what, a bunch, what a bunch of psychological horseshit. But look, yeah, we've talked about that before too. That's yeah, that's, yeah. Debunked the love look, languages. Yeah, you could you could be in a full blown exclusive LTR, and you're still going through this process because you know suddenly she wants to spend every waking moment from you, and she's going to resent you if you say no. That's something you got to be ready to deal with. Period. Um, and let's be real, men making demands in step three when they're the more invested party, you usually lose. Um, but and that goes you know, right back to what we just said a few minutes ago. You're outsourcing your power. Yeah, you know? and and unless she is certain you can replace her, in which case you probably wouldn't be making the demand in the first place. Exactly. You know, your demands are hollow. And even her acceptance of whatever contrived bullshit you want from her is going to create massive resentment and possibly destroy the attraction. Um, and let's oh, be clear. You, you can be in a situation where the investment, like the more invested party can flip-flop even before a demand is made. You know, and that's a big reason we preach frame is that women will tolerate being the more invested party for quite some time. And then you just need to be prepared when the demand arises. Likewise, you know, getting complacent and not have, having either options or abundance is a recipe for disaster. So my point in writing this is just be cognizant of where you are in the cycle and be the less invested party. Um, even if you're interested in fully continuing the relationship, you will find success where you were previously confused because you were caught off guard. Yeah, it's erring on the side of caution is, yeah, err on the side of being the least invested 
it's going to keep you out of trouble. And we've kind of talked about ways to kind of divest your attention. My example was spin plates. Others could be, I mean, I don't know how it would work for married guys, but Mike, what would you, uh, what would you recommend? Recommend as far as what? How to uh, avoid the overinvesting. Oof. Um, yeah, well, it, the word outsource. We've talked about this. Oh, we've talked about this earlier on in the podcast today. I, I think the way it works is, especially if you have a wife that is always shit testing you, doesn't look up to you, it, you are completely invested in her, meaning she's making demands of you regularly, and you are either resenting them and rejecting them or being passive aggressive about them, or uh, or alternatively capitulating them just to keep the peace, then you need to reevaluate what you need your wife in your life for. For example, uh, either you know start doing the cooking, start doing hire somebody to do the laundry, right? Hire people to clean your house. Hire people to do all that stuff, and one of two things will happen: your wife will either a she's going to realize that oh I I better find other ways to provide value. I'm going to actually, you know, I finally I have the time to do the things I wanted to do, which is going to be one of two things: she's either going to go out and shop, and she's never going to talk to you. She's going to go hang out with her friends, and maybe she goes and bangs some other dude. That's not recommended. But if she starts finding other ways to provide you with value in your life. Like, hey, I'm not running around all stressed out all the time. Like, I made dinner for you, or I ordered your favorite thing. You know, I just got you something that I thought you would like. If she's doing that type of behavior, then you know where you stand. She begins to invest more in you. So anyway, just outsource the the noise, the day-to-day -day bullshit, and all of the things that she says consumes all of her time. And that will give, that's kind of a compass that will tell you whether you are your marriage is headed in the right direction or not the right direction. And this is equally true for LTRs. It doesn't always, but generally, mm -hmm. especially for those that are uh, cohabitating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, one of the big red pill aphorisms when it comes to these types of demands is she wants to fight you, but she doesn't want to win. So just remember that sometimes this is in fact a congruence test, meaning she's just testing if you really are the person you claim to be or if you're just pretending. Mm. Mm. that's good advice yep and that actually brings us to the end of tonight's notes so we have some comments to roll through right quick uh let's go ahead and knock those out love it i'll check in got, any comments uh, on the discord here too zoo cuffs a picture needs boundaries in order for it to fit the frame How this reminds me of uh women will uh fill Women are like water. They will fill the shape of the cup. I probably butchered the hell out of that quote, but, you know, it's the same idea. No, you got it. They'll fill the shape of the container that they're given. There you go. And so you need to give them a frame, meaning yep. your frame, meaning boundaries. That needs to be a part of your frame. Indeed. Uh, Don, I almost said Don Parmesan. Don Parmesan now. There you go. Pull this 935 up. Uh, let's see here. Some PUA guys recommend you embarrass and do crazy shit in public to get rid of social anxiety. I can see how it would work, but it is really necessary. Is it really necessary to be socially free? So here's what I would say about PUA, which really sums it up in a few sentences, which is that most PUA guys follow 
guys who literally wanted to be amateur magicians. So their idea, and I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. Like that was literally like three or four famous PUAs were all amateur magicians. And if you think about the type of person who does that, it, it's because they genuinely believe that life is a series of magic tricks that work and don't work. And ultimately, are is there someone out there for whom the only way they could break out of their shell is doing absurd jester clown shit in public? Maybe. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. You, there are a lot of ways to be a, 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 let's say, a neurotypically presenting person. So no, you don't need to wear a top hat. Uh, you don't need snakeskin pants like you, <laughs> and and you you don't need these ridiculous routines um as far as it's necessary to be socially free i'm i'm not a hundred percent sure what you mean by that I, I i would say giving no fucks is certainly good but giving yeah. no fucks well, to I the extent on the first part doing crazy shit in public to get rid of social anxiety absolutely no it is not needed what is needed is repetition to acclimate to the social anxiety, once you get used to it, is really the biggest part of it, in my opinion. Once you get used to that social anxiety, it, it kind of goes away. It's like stage fright. It's what a lot of it is. The what these guys, what these guys need to do is take Joe's advice and move outside their comfort zone. That's Joe's advice. It's good advice. It's been advice from day one. So in order to get out of that comfort zone, you've got to go out there and put yourself out there in public. I know it's tough to right now with the pandemic and all this bullshit, but – Get out there, get FaceTime with strange people, strangers. Can't be hired guns, they don't count. Family don't count. Friends don't count. They gotta be strangers and just break the ice. Get into the habit of breaking the ice in some way, shape, or form. You can just ask them for the time. Do you know what the weather's supposed to be later? Come up with a reason and just get into the habit of being sociable. The more you do it, the more acclimated you're gonna become. And the more proficient you will later become over time. It's a process. Written said it earlier. This is a perishable skill. We've all been locked up for better part of a year now, so a lot of people are going to be rusty. That's understandable. So get back out there. Be sociable with everybody, not just the girl you see across the street who's cute. If she's the first person you've talked to all day, you're doing it wrong. You know, and if it's four o'clock, I should say. If it's if you've waited all day, and now you're going to go out and you're going to be social. You're, you're kind of screwing yourself up right there. You should be social throughout the day, every day of the week, if you can. The more you do this, the more acclimated, the more practiced you're going to be. That is going to largely handle the social anxiety. Being socially free is just giving yourself permission to go do what I just said. Yeah, I think a lot of these uh, you know, guys that, that ended up turning into hardcore PUA kind of coaches, they – believe that the things that they do work and that's prescriptive and that's how you need to run it you need to do it the same way that i did it which is run around and wear a you know a leather you know overcoat or whatever you're going to run around doing you got a peacock bro you got a peacock but in their defense this was when it was all new they were discovering i get it we can we can tease it we can tease joe for wearing his leather overcoat around town and driving the party (laughs) bus you know but that party bus was fucking money i'll tell you but but here's my point is just because you got a, a, a hand job in a leather overcoat doesn't mean that all, every guy on the internet needs to go out and try and get a hand job and wear a leather, a leather overcoat. It's not necessary to be attractive and do that. It's not necessary to do that to be socially free. What is necessary is to overcome your fears of, you know, 
understand understanding when you go out and you're going to be you're going to have this general neurosis or this anxiety about just talking to another human being but we've talked about this early on in rpu is it's just guys it's just a conversation like what what happens if she just says no it's fun so i think what what is necessary is to in joe's advice move outside your comfort zone and do things to overcome that social anxiety if that means walking across the room and introducing yourself to a woman, then do that. All right. You, you guys see this. I'm, I'm going through the thing right now. I'm trying to find a damn show for it. Don Parmesan uh, is said written made him fall asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my soothing radio voice. It is this beautiful baritone. All right. AV21. How do I get women emotionally invested? Well, you go back and you watch the Red Pill University playlist. That's it. All like 18,000 shows. I'd yeah. say there's, some, uh, there's at least some short. I mean, it's a deeply complicated yeah. topic, but I can give them some shorties. Um, no, I'm looking for the exact. We've done this exact episode like twice now. It's all about building investment. It's that multi-layer cake of investment. We covered it on After Dark a little bit, as well. They build a little bit, and you, you cover yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we, we covered the more dark triad sort of approach to it. Um, I'll give you some quickies, though, that a lot of people won't acknowledge that I think are really important, which is as far as more intimate relationships are concerned, you really do need to pass her comfort tests. She needs to feel like you accept her. Um, it, spinning plates, look, you know, you can ignore their texts. You can follow the 3-2 rule. You can do all this bullshit. But... Like in terms of actually getting a woman deeply emotionally invested, you need to pass her comfort tests. And that doesn't mean that you capitulate or give in. It just means she needs to feel like she is accepted by you. Um, the other ones are really basic. I mean, you guys have covered it. You got to be, you know, you got to have that power. You got to have that confidence. Obviously, obviously there needs to be an emotional connection before there could be emotional investment. But, you know, she's got she's to gotta like you and you have to pass her comfort tests, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's I I say we don't we don't talk about that enough actually. It's just just comfort tests. Especially Well, let's be real. I mean, a lot of our audience needs to get to the point where they have options before they can worry about any of this shit as Joe said in the beginning of the show. Yep. That's yep. why we have this as an advanced level uh Yep. I'm, I'm going to use the word course with air quotes, although I'm not a video today. TRP 401. TRP 300 and what is it? 7, 8 Mole molecular TRP. This is it. This is this is advanced TRP calculus. Organic chemistry of TRP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so I don't see any more comments. I think we've gone through all the material. Uh, I think we're gonna have to leave it here. We'll head on over to the private community for the after show. This is a good one, boys. Any final thoughts? Uh, don't get on the beta train to Cuxville. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, don't That's go out looking for hand jobs in a leather overcoat. <laughs> yeah, don't get hand yeah. jobs in a leather overcoat. Don't get on the beta train to Cuxville. That's going in a bro tip. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again, and we will see you next time. Peace. Right. Peace.